You're listening to Expansion, the podcast for EXP agents. Expand your skills, expand your value. Here's your host, Glenn Sanford. Hey everyone, uh, Glenn Sanford here, founder of EXP Realty. And uh, I'm here with uh, my good friend, Randy Dick. Uh, Randy um, literally lives, um, I think, probably less than three miles away, but in an entirely different country from where I'm presently living. Um, but uh, hey, Randy, thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on the podcast. Thank you so much. You know, uh, I do often look your direction and I watch for your boat going by now and again. And I think, hmm, I wonder if that's Glenn's boat. And I get my binoculars out and uh, scan across the water. So, yes, we do live within a few miles away, but uh, but a, a, a large border crossing to get there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you're you're um, you, you ran, I think, the number one real estate team uh, for Remax in the Lower Mainland, if I'm not mistaken. Was that uh, was that correct when you came over? Yes, uh, when I came over in 2018, I was the number one Remax team lead team uh, team in the Fraser Valley Real Estate Board, um, and uh, very fortunate to hold that one or number two position for uh, now about 22 years as a team lead. And our team is called the Xmas Real Estate Team. So so how did uh, how did you name the team? Like, I, I, I'm curious about the name Xmas. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, sometimes I get asked, is that Christmas? Is, is it Maximus? And uh, Xmas came out of uh, a good friend of mine that is a marketing genius, still is a marketing genius, by the way. But he, he came up with this name called Eximias, which the Latin root of Eximias means uncommon, exceptional, extraordinary, and superb. And then we just shortened it. We took, uh, took an I out of it to call it Eximus. So that's where the name came from, Eximus. Okay, awesome. And so how is that, that brand um, sort of played out in your, in your business as you built it out? Mm, good question. Um, prior to Xmas, I was the Remax Randy Dick team, and um, and so I got thinking that I really needed to have a team name because you know when you're as a team lead, your agents sometimes feel like they're actually you know maybe Randy's little peon or whatever it may be, even though that wasn't the case. But by giving my team a, a name of value, they could be an Xmas agent versus Randy's agent that works for him. And so uh, let's face it, we all have some some ego in us and it just uh, it made agents feel uh, a lot better about being on the Xmas real estate team rather than just being on Randy's team. And uh, it's played out very well as far as in the marketplace mm-hmm. as well because we can market in a larger geographical area as well because uh, a lot of people associated Randy with just being in Abbotsford, for instance, and now we can be, you know, the Xmas real estate team in many different markets, in fact, even expansion markets, and it's gone on to kind of have a a bigger, I guess, platform than it was just being actually Randy. And so uh, people actually see me as a brokerage, they see Xmas as a brokerage uh, because of the branding, and it's not just specifically named after me, the agent. Okay, awesome. Now, so you you've been in the uh, in the business now. I think, well, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't say, but I'm seeing 32 years on my on my little sheet here. Yes, it's 32 years. It's gone by in a hurry, 
Um, but it is 32 years, yes. Um, so how has the business changed in 32 years? Oh, my goodness. It's uh, changed significantly from how um, some of the lead flow happens. Um, I think the thing that I've noticed probably the most in my marketplace is, is actually the production of agents. Um, there's more agents, of course, but the production per agent seems to be diminishing. And um, I think that's a combination of the, the amount of work that's required on our part. Even though we've uh, technology, technology has made many, many things easier, um, regulations have made it more challenging to do more business. And I think the commissions have grown so much that a lot of agents maybe feel that they don't need to make as many deals to support their lifestyle. But uh, it was common that, you know, agents would sell 25, 35, 50 homes. And I see, I, don't, I just don't see much of that anymore. It's, it's, a, it's a rare agent that's selling 50 plus homes these days in my marketplace. Now, um, back in the day, when people were selling 50 plus homes, how many homes did it take to sell to make a good income? Well, I think that's part of the part of the difference. Um, you know, when I started, my average commission was twenty five hundred bucks. And so, right. you know, if I wanted to earn, you know, a couple hundred grand or take home a couple hundred grand. I'd have to sell, you know, um, 75, 80 homes to do that. Right. Today, the average commission in my marketplace is, uh, you know, depending on your uh, your commission structure and so forth. But it's probably in that that fifteen thousand dollar range. So, uh, you know, significant, significantly different number is required today um, to really take home a, a pretty good living. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that was, you know, I was uh, we, we, we bought all of uh, uh, Tom Hopkins materials. And he was, of course, a big sales trainer back in the 70s and, 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 and 80s uh, and, and 90s. Uh, but I remember reading his initial book and the number of properties he was selling. And then I saw the amount of commission he was getting per sale. And then he was splitting that with the house, you know, a pretty significant amount went to the house. There was no such thing as, as caps. And it was like 50, 50 and uh, the whole nine yards. So uh, you had to, you had to sell quite a bit of real estate to actually sort of make that sort of minimum income threshold. Of course, if you're really good, you know, it contracts were way easier back then too. So that, that was also now the contracts are, you know, an inch, inch thick and and yeah. and uh, there's there's a lot more um data fields to fill in and well i i used to uh, sell a property on one page one page contracts in 1992 okay. i was doing one pagers and uh there was very little disclosure of course and it was uh, pretty easy to, to walk through some of those deals even though we had to meet face to face in most cases um, we did have a fax machine back then, but we didn't do much business over a fax machine. It was mostly belly to belly, but somehow it just seemed to, to flow easier. Uh, today, you're right. There's a ton of paperwork and regulation and disclosure, and uh, you know it, it just slows down the process, uh, I think, a fair bit. Uh, you know, a good year for me was personally selling 150 homes. Uh, it was usually 100 to 150 transactions I would handle. And then I was running a team, of course. And so then I'd have the team that I'd manage and they would be you know, pushing that uh, 100 to 200 ends as well. So, you know, it's just, I don't know, it seemed easier, even though we had to be 
physically in all these places at once, it somehow seemed easier to get more deals done. Right. Well, it, 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 interesting. Yeah, I uh, when I got in the business in 2002, my mentor sold uh, 93 properties by himself without an assistant. Um, and so it was great to see that production um, because it allowed me to sort of see what a real productive agent can do. Whereas, you know, 90% of the office sold maybe four or five properties a year or something like that. So um, there is a big disparity between sort of the top producers and I think the, 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 um, the average producers. Um, and, uh, uh, but if you're a top producer, you can still sell 100 homes a year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was doing that, uh, you know, uh, when I joined DXP, I was, uh, I was in that 100 plus range uh, every year. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, things have changed a little bit for me because I've just uh, realized there's so much more to what my license can give me and uh, what EXP can give me. So I've tuned that down a fair bit. And today, uh, my production is probably going to be 10 or 12 sales this year uh, versus you know, 100 to 150 sales. Okay. Well, awesome. Well, so you were, you were with Remax, um, obviously great brand in Canada. I think the has the largest agent count in Canada. And, um, and, and, uh, what was it that you got you, um, you know, interest in EXP, obviously you built a very successful business. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I started in 1992 as a solo agent, became rookie of the year at that company. Um, then went on to be their top agent in year two. My first full year, I was the number one agent in that office. And uh, of course, I thought it was a really big fish, but it was a big fish in a small pond. Uh, it was an independent company and we had about 32 agents. And so that's all I knew. And uh, so I went on to you know continue to be that big fish in that little pond. And then the owner came to me and said, hey, I'd like you to be part of ownership and I'm going to sell it to somebody. You should be part of it since you're the biggest producer here. So I bought into the ownership, not knowing, not knowing what, what owning a brokerage was like. And about 10 months in, 12 months in, I thought, what did I just do? Um, partnership wasn't very good. And I was working my tail off to keep the lights on in that place for all the lazy agents. And I thought, this is not gonna work out too well. And so um, I and another one of the partners said, hey, we should maybe walk this thing down to the Remax office. And so in, in, uh, in the fall of 1999, spring of 2000, we took our office over and we joined Remax at the time. And so I was grinding away there for, uh, for about 17 years. and. And I realized that I wasn't such a big fish because I was now in a pool that was you know, a lot larger and very productive agents. And I was seeing agents selling 400, 500, 600 homes. Out. Oh, this is what it's like to be a big fish. And so then I just started doing R&D, which is rip off and duplicate as we, we always share. And right. I started you know, monkey see, monkey do, and built up um, the Xmas real estate team to, you know, average probably in that three, 350 range. There were some years that we'd sell over 400 homes, but now I was actually a big fish in a big pond. But along the way, I started realizing that 
something wasn't serving me very well here, even though Remax was amazing and it was just everything that I needed at the time. But the question that I kept telling myself, and I think we as agents always talk about it this way, our business, my business, my business this, my business that. But one day I looked in the mirror and I said, Randy, you're telling yourself a lot. You do not have a business. You have a career. And the day that you stop working is the day you stop earning. And I thought, I'm going to carry on for how many more years with this thing called a real estate license that I think has got value? It has zero value. It is only a key to helping me earn money in a career. And uh, and I saw myself as really just a like a like a a, a paid athlete, a highly paid athlete. The day that I can't do whatever I'm doing, shooting the ball, skating as fast as I can to shoot the puck to score the goal. Well, as long as I can keep doing that, I'm going to keep earning. But the day that that catches up to me, father time catches up to me, is the day that I stopped earning. And I thought I got to figure this out. There's got to be a better way. I really don't have a business because I can't leave this thing for more than ten days without it kind of like you know, crumbling below, beneath me. So that's when I started doing a deep dive and soul searching in myself to try and find a way to make this thing called a real estate license into a business, not a career. And that's when Phil Hahn, my sponsor, and thank you, Phil, when you see this, thank you, thank you for introducing me, not only to eXp, but to you, Glenn. And gosh, within 20 minutes, I said, this is... This is what I've been looking for for 27 years. And uh, and so it didn't take me very long. In fact, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos quote, you know, I, I'd be financially irresponsible, you know, to not be part of Prime. I'd be financially irresponsible not to be part of EXP was the quote that just kept ringing in my ear after you told it to me. And uh, literally, you know, in 20 minutes, I knew I was making a move. I didn't tell anybody that. You hold your cards kind of tight to your chest. But right. uh, I saw it within 20 minutes. And um, here I am. I now have um, financial security. I do have a business now. I do have something that's willable to my family that's beyond my wildest dreams. And I really believe that my great-great-grandchildren will know my name because of what EXP is giving me. Well, hopefully you're around long enough to meet them, and then that would be better. <laughs> well, we're having our first grandchild here in November, so I'm excited about that. There you go. So now, um, um, so how do you uh, how do you build? Obviously, built a successful team. You've been a successful agent. Uh, what's been your your primary lead gen strategy to kind of build that that career? Yeah, great question. Um, so much of what I built was um, relational. So I was a relational agent. I built great relationships um, with all my clients, but I also built some really good relationships with some high net worth individuals, developers, builders. And so I had that business always in my back pocket. And then I moved on to building relationships within organizations or clubs that had a lot of... Uh, credibility in the real estate space as well. So they were a huge source of referral business to me. One that I love to share is the Real Estate Investment Network of Canada, which is a club for real estate investors across the country. They have 
you know, a couple thousand members. And, um, and I found my way into that network of, of uh, uh, or that club and um, made myself available to bring value to them. And so then I was being supported by them to be on stage and share what I saw in the marketplace, what I thought were good investments. And so that is how I built a lot of my business. Um, I didn't do it the way that some of the others do with online lead gen. I was doing it through relationship selling. Um, and so that's where the bulk of my growth happened and just uh, word of mouth, past, present, future clients, all through relationships. Awesome. So, so uh, getting in these networks, becoming known, getting to know people, connecting with people, then how do you, um, how, how did you keep track or how do you keep track of all the people you've met all mm. over the years? Yeah, so um, I'm I'm one of the first users, maybe maybe not quite, but one of the original users of Top Producer, back in 1992, the fall of 1992, I, I right. started with Top Producer, and um, I don't know, I wouldn't really endorse that program anymore because there's been so many others. We've uh, we've moved from that to Follow Up Boss or FUB over the years, which has served us much better. But if I can share with our viewers, one thing every agent should do is the gold is in the database. And I'm gonna say that I did not do as good a job as I should with my database. And what I mean by the database is it needs to be so detailed, you know, from, from the style of home to the size of the home, to the lot size, to the location, to children, dogs, all that kind of thing, because, you know, so often, I'd have a buyer come to me and say, I'm looking for this and I couldn't find it on the market. And I didn't have my database as detailed as I should have, because if they said to me, Randy, I'm looking for a one acre lot. It's in this location. It's got this many bedrooms, this many bathrooms, and it's got, uh, you know, an outbuilding for some dogs or whatever pets. Um, I, I probably would have done a lot more business because I could have searched my database for my own deals. So I'm just going to encourage everybody. The database is where the gold is. Right. So so now are you um, uh, relative to follow up? Follow up boss is the platform you're using today. Yes, currently it is. Yeah. So how do you go about, um, I guess, uh, uh, managing that database? Like obviously you've you've got 32 years is a lot of contacts over a yeah. lot of years, and I'm sure there are contacts that are originally in there that are not worth having in there. So do you do some some maintenance of the database and how do you how do you go about doing that? Yeah, you know, and that, there's another pro tip. I should be I should have been doing maintenance yearly on it and it ended up being kind of like every decade. So, you know, um, whether it be mailers or emails or whatever, you're, you're getting bounces or you're getting a return to sender and not living here anymore. So we just didn't do a good enough job. So we're doing that right now. Again, we're just going through our database. Uh, of course, uh, we're finding lots of uh, errors, mistakes, things that we missed, but that's just the, the cost of, uh, of doing business. Um, and that's, uh, that's, that's my bad for not being quite on top of that. So I really, again, um, we have to go through that. Uh, on a yearly basis to make sure that that is current and up to date and it's uh, worth everything that we say it is. And by the way, that's the value. If you're ever looking to, you know, give some value to selling your 
your database that that database how well you've maintained it and keep and kept it is really where the value is or isn't right oh for sure um the um so last last question and then we'll wrap up here today but uh if you could give one piece of advice to an exp agent what would it be one piece of advice um well, I think in our current market, I think this is a really good piece of advice, whether it's uh, serving your clients, buyers or sellers, or even looking at agent attraction. I think it's it's working with the people that are motivated. You know, so often I, I meet agents and, and they talk about, you know, their their pool of people they're working with right now. And I've, if I dive deep and I ask, well, how long have you been working with these people? They say, well, six, 12, 18 months. And I kind of go, and you're still trying to motivate them to get motivated, you know? And so I think we, we often spend too much time in just trying to motivate motivated people or, or unmotivated people rather than just continue to really search for the motivated people. Because when we find the motivated people, it's, it's, it's very, very easy. That would be one thing. Continue to search for motivated people rather than trying to motivate unmotivated people, whether that's buying, selling, or even agent attraction. Um, I'd really, really encourage that. And then of course, just love the, the, the law of discipline. Um, discipline is everything and we need to continue to do that. So everything that we do, we have to kind of see it as a marathon, not a sprint. And when we think sprint, we often uh, run out of breath or we change our mind or a squirrel moment comes along and we change course when really everything in life is really a marathon and it's got discipline as the undertone. Awesome. Well, great, great stuff. Randy, thank you so much for, for jumping on. By the way, I was uh, taking a look. I hadn't looked recently, but uh, your website, randydick.com. It's a pretty, pretty creative website. You've got, you're mm -hmm. building out your brand. You talk about a lot of the things that you're doing uh, in addition to what you do on the real estate um running a team side, but you've got, uh, you're, you're doing investing, commercial real estate. Uh, you've got a blog, you're running your own podcast. So you got mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, I have to thank you, Glenn. I have to thank you and EXP for really expanding my mind to what, uh, what I'm really here for. Um, I believe I'm called to do things different. Awesome. Well, and uh, yeah, so whether it be a podcast, uh, my podcast is Return on Life, which uh, you've given me that Return on Life. So rather than chasing the ROIs, but the Return on Life. So podcast, Realtor Collective is another thing that you've been part of, just bringing agents together and collaborating. So lots of cool stuff. Good, good stuff. Okay. Well, uh, uh, check out randydick.com if you want to uh, get more information on, on stuff that Randy's up to. Thanks again, Randy, for being on the podcast. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. It's been uh, another another great conversation. So thanks, thanks again. Thank you, Glenn. You've been listening to Expansion. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes. Thanks for being the best part of EXP.